it's good to see everybody tonight. And I'm just going to quickly introduce Dennis and Leanne, and and uh, then we'll let them teach. And then we're gonna, at the end, we'll have a time of actual prayer where we can where we can uh, put this into practice. Amen. Uh, I've known uh, Reverend Dennis and Leanne Cry for a number of years now. Prayed with them for a number of years, and and they are graduates of Raymond Bible Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have uh, been senior pastors in uh, Duluth and anywhere else. I think it's only well, and then associates in Bismarck and and uh, um, Princeton and different places. And so they've been ministering for a number of years. And over the last three years, you've been on the road, or two years, you've been on the road. Yeah, about three years, you've been on the road and and all over the Upper Midwest and. And around the the country, <clears throat> teaching and and preaching on uh, prayer, and uh, we're excited. It's going to be a wonderful time. So why don't we just welcome uh, Dennis and Leanne? Well, we're just excited to be here with you, and uh, want to thank Pastor John for letting us come in and and uh, minister. The Lord just has quickened to us about start holding meetings and, and to impart and share with others the things that's been given to us uh, in this process um, and knowing too that there's many things that have been imparted unto you already. There's things that you carry and God wants to help all of us get those things out so to speak in a greater supply, a greater releasing especially I think about 2012. It's different things, but I believe it's a year of the supernatural. Uh, I believe it's a year for us coming up uh, and uh, letting heaven have greater influence through us so, I can, so you and I can have greater influence in touching people and helping people and reaching people. And uh, so we're just excited to be here with you. Glory to God. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm, yes, not we, I'm not done. I'm Dennis, Dennis was so <laughs> wired last week. It was just, it was, it was wonderful. Um, but I was, I was teasing him because even at the house, he was just preaching to me and everything. And, and, uh, and I, but I, I know that the compassion that he had in his heart when he got saved, uh, he had, you know, grown up in church and didn't meet God and gone to Vietnam and came back alive. And so then when he got saved, he was so passionate for souls. And I will tell you that it wasn't convenient. And I tease that that's how I came into the prayer ministry, because if you even were a block from our house, you were fair game. If you came to, if you came to sell vacuum sweepers or oranges or whatever, you were not leaving and, until you got saved. And so, but, so, I, so it was inconvenient to me to have him be so passionate. But I realized later on that when guest speakers would come in, we did not understand the time we were called to full-time. I thought I'd married a farmer. And uh, they would speak about his heart. And, uh, and I recognized it was his heart for souls. But then, of course, when we went into the ministry, then people think, well, that's just because you're going into the ministry. And so now there's times that, that we find with both of us that the Lord's trying to help stir up, even in greater measure, some of the things, you know, that lived in us. And, and Dennis's testimony um, is, is wonderful in the fact that, that, as I was telling you, that, you know, he, he if Jason and I, our son, 
uh, was two, and I went a couple times to my sister's and took Jason with me. Well, he went door to door the whole time we were gone. That's all he could think about was the next person he could share the Lord with. And he went to a lady that had been his neighbor growing up, and he was so concerned about her soul because he knew that she wasn't saved. Her husband had passed away, and he went there endeavoring to share the Lord. And Dennis is not one that would cry easily. And he is sitting there, and his heart is so yearning for this lady that's in, in a wonderful lady, but in darkness. He has tears streaming down his face, and he, all he hit was a wall. It didn't touch her, in the, and she was not interested. And so he came home that night, and he cried out to the Lord to learn to pray. I didn't know that. So when we went to Bible school, the Lord hooked us up because of that cry. And so when we got ready to do our ministry name, you know, you're thinking of what all your name's going to be. And, and we were ministering the um, first time out on full time. And we were in Oklahoma ministering, and the worship leader is singing, cry holy, you know, cry holy to the Lamb. Well, all I could hear was cry, cry. And so we, on our brochure, we have our, our last name is Cry, but we have C-R-Y. Because we realize every profound thing that's happened in our lives, it was been of a cry to the Lord. You know, and there, you not to be emotional, not to try to work something up, but there's a difference when there comes to something that's a cry for your heart. A cry for some things in your city, a cry for some things in your life. And that's you're trying to work something up, but there's something because your heart is so engaged. And so, you know, I can sense that, that tonight um, the Father is so pleased by the hunger that's starting to arise. And um, I, I was kind of just amazed how God will work with things because I had this prayer I wanted to pray, and I thought, well, gosh, it sounds kind of bossy. You know, you go into a place, you don't want to come and be a bossy woman. And, uh, but I had this about drawing that we would come tonight and draw. Well, then Pastor John just gets right up, and he talks about drawing. Because I had in my heart about us, Lord, you know the hour we're in. You know what is for 2012. You know what has to happen in the church. And it was almost like it was a, um, a calling in the, in, from God to, to ask for more tonight like to come and say, Lord, we, we know that the hour we're in, we even almost have to play catch-up on some things in the church. But then, as long as we're hungry, he, he'll help us. He'll help us, however, just like Dennis's cry. He'll get, he'll get the things to us. To, and, I, and I can see that one of the biggest things with prayer is that it's been talked about so much. You know, and you can talk about prayer. I'm going to pray and everything. And you can, it almost can be like a pacifier. If you're talking about doing something for so long, it's almost like you give a baby a pacifier and he has something in his mouth and it feels like he's got something. But later on, he realized that substance isn't there. And so you start to recognize there's starting to be something really rising up in people's hearts of knowing of this part with prayer again. And one of the biggest things, because there's so much said, and we've heard so many different teachings, and it can almost get to be like, oh, prayer. And I found myself, um, when I was just thinking about what to teach on, you know, I thought, 
When we will go to a church, one of the biggest things we have to break through at the beginning with people that haven't tasted it, if people have tasted what it's like to work with God or they've seen God's hand in things because of prayer, you know, they don't have to break that same barrier that someone does that would say, how do you talk to God more than five minutes? And I realize if people have a mindset that prayer's boring or it's hard or it's a waste of time, you know, they're really not alone. It's just that it's been based on religious ideas. They've either experienced something or seen something that's been religion. And I thought about on the Lord's Prayer, you know, because I've been, you know, and, and the principles from the Lord's Prayer, because I'll find out, Lord, how do we connect with those who haven't tasted these things? And I thought, those disciples, they, they were men of prayer. They had recited those prayers in the synagogue faithfully. Those disciples were men of prayer. And, it, and when, when Jesus came on the scene and they hooked up with Jesus, Jesus didn't pray with them. Did you notice that? It said he'd go off by himself. But there had to have been a times when they heard him or saw him. Because when, it, when he asked them, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them, it says, when he had finished. When he had finished, they asked him to teach them to pray. They had to have heard him. They had to have seen him. So these men who had done rope prayers, which I'm saying that wasn't wrong, but I think because it was from the head and not from the heart, they had recited prayers in the synagogue probably most of their life. But when they heard Jesus pray to the Father, all of a sudden from religion for something that was dry and boring, there was something different. They heard his heart engaged with the Father. They realized he knew the Father. He was presenting the Father. It was something alive and living. And they went to him, and they said, Lord, teach us. Teach us. And that's what part of this is. is I know you're, the pastor, John, has been teaching different things about prayer and different types of prayer. And that is so important to keep getting this right information. But it, we all know it will take the revelation knowledge. It will take the light all of a sudden just coming in and that truth coming in and that breath of the Spirit on it, like all of a sudden those disciples hearing Jesus and going, oh, this is real. Because the whole part with prayer is we have to pray in the church. We have to take back some territory. But the main thing will be that relationship. Now, we find that, that as we've gone into churches, that there's, there's two things that we have seen a pattern is that, that first there has to be where people come to a real knowing that he's father and they're his children and he's good. They have to really grab a hold that he's good. And when some of the sovereign teaching has gotten so much that God's in charge of everything, there's confusion there. But we find that when they can break through, there starts to be that relationship. Like they know when they pray you're talking to someone. And when, and when that gets broken through, and then when we can get broken through, that God needs them. 
that, that, that their voice is vital on the earth. And when we, we find that when we can get those two things illuminated, that relationship and that he needs them, it seems like it opens up. You know, we, when I was, you know, sometimes you're still going through and you're reading books and you're studying. And I read this one book and it said that people that don't want to pray don't know enough about him or they don't know how he feels about him. And I think I would add number three to that, what I just re- was said, and they don't know he needs them. I, you know, whenever you, you know, with all of us, you recognize that when we get enough right information or we get um, revelation, it's like, like something gets built in our lives. And I think that what's happened where the Lord can help us to start to bridge this with new people, I think that they see prayer and it seems so high up here, like any other area of walk with your life. But I just believe, you know, as, as we get real honest and we just say, you know what, this is real to me, but this isn't. And when you get, when you get honest with this and you can start building from that point, then, 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 then when you get that level where you understand, maybe the first part is even understanding that, that one area about prayer. But see, then you get that foundation and maybe just knowing that God's good and he hears us and, and what God's will is, is his word. Maybe there's just a truth that gets laid real solid in someone. Can you see then that that level makes the next level attainable? So I can see that as truth gets more and more into the body of Christ again, then some of these truths, because I believe that, that as the Spirit's been praying out, open eyes to see the lies and open eyes to show the lies. And we don't, I, I went, Dennis was ministering on prayer in a church in Iowa. And, uh, and so he's starting to minister on prayer. And I heard this kind of, just kind of like, you know, in my own heart, I heard someone say, I can't do one more thing. I could hear the tone of their voice. They were weary. They were overwhelmed. And to have it be, I can't do one more thing. And I knew in my heart that if that thought didn't get dealt with, they were stuck. I mean, we've been there with the long hours and getting up at 4 in the morning and trying to have someone just tell you, well, you know, just get up before you go to work or whatever, you know, so you de- recognize it's got to be some way just by the Spirit. Because at the same time, even though pe- people are busy and weary and tired, this is the most vital time in the history of mankind for us to be hooked up with heaven and re- be receiving his strength and his insight. So there's got to be some way we can connect with people that are still feeling so busy. Well, so as I heard that thought, I, I was like, Lord, help. You know, Lord, help. Because um, if that man... And I had a sense that it was a man, but you know, I had a, but I knew it was somebody that was there. And I thought, if they, if that, if that thought doesn't get dealt with, like machine gun dealt with, you know, it's, it, it's going to stop him. And so I don't remember exactly what the Lord gave, but the Lord had me share something with a congregation. And this man came up to me afterwards, and he said that were those were my exact thoughts. And so that's what's coming forth with these things with prayer in this church. Is, is that the light will come on. I don't know how many of you had, you know, with healing. You know, I remember when I would read a healing scripture and I thought it was spiritual healing and, 
you know, you just didn't even see it in the Bible. And years ago, when the first things of, of computers came out, Dennis had this one where the pages would be flipping back and forth, kind of, you know, remember that, honey? Where the papers were all, they're all connected, kind of like you'd have paper dolls. And he took this thing on healing, and he laid it out across the, the front of the church, and it covered almost the whole front of our church of scriptures on healing. But yet until the light came on, and so I believe that's part of what tonight will do. I believe the Lord will have us lift up the light, the illumination, the, li- the lies that need to get broken for relationship and also what's got to start to take place in the spirit. I'm so pleased that there are a couple young people here because Robin told us we have to get to the young people. So there's young people that are hungry, and there's young people that have got to know these truths of the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. If you'd excuse me just a second here. I have enough, and I have a lot of notes, but I promise you I'll be, well, we really stay right on task. On the different types of prayer, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that Pastor John's teaching on that because, you know, you do find that if it all just gets in one thing, there's things that can't be accomplished. You know, the prayer of faith cannot be just used for everything. In your, in your realm that you have authority over and in your own life and things that are redemption, you can use that. And I, know, I think there was a time when it seems much more convenient, you know, because you can just do the prayer of faith and let's, let's, let's pray about this and it's done. And yet then we'd find other people who are real intercessors, but they wanted to intercede everything through. And sometimes when you would talk to them, you'd recognize they weren't really in faith. So, you know, if we just pray some more, if we just pray more or have more people pray on it, and so this different kinds of prayer are so important. But I think the thing that, um, which I know you, that this group would know, but you can get almost get it where you can get overwhelmed. I, I found that even if we go to teach on it and I'm starting to study all of it, I have to watch that it doesn't start to get to be just too much information. Yet I know it's got to be information. And so, but the thing I found is that God is not concerned about terms and titles. You know, I've heard so many different definitions for supplication and intercession that, you know, even though I've studied it and you've experienced it, I could still get confused. I, have any of you, like you've heard a teaching on this and it's good and there's truth to it, and I think some of it's just semantics. So I think that the thing is there has to be, start to be teaching on the different kinds of prayer. But the main thing is, is it doesn't get complicated and that God is not so concerned about you know, all the, like, perfection. He's just concerned about the spirit of it. If everyone will stay teachable, if you'll just stay teachable, then no matter what it is, he'll show us. And, and I think that every kind of prayer there is, you're going to still grow in it. Um, we're, Dennis and I just recently have had to just stirring about the prayer of agreement. You know, Brother Hagen will talk about the fact that he would drive a hundred miles out of the way to do the prayer of agreement with with Reverend Goodwin. 
He would drive 100 miles out of his way to do the prayer of agreement with Reverend Goodwin. And never one time, not even one time, what they prayed about didn't happen. Because then that tells me that their revelation of that prayer, their agreement with God, their agreement with the word, that when they came together, they were in such a level of agreement. They were in such a level of assurance. Because, you know, when you have the prayer of agreement, you know, you have that vow. You have that in your heart that, that if things don't even change right away, you know, you see it done and you hold steady. And so, you know, I, Dennis and I are finding that, that we had, a, we had um, someone that we were praying for and she was going through heart operation. And so we prayed and we prayed everything we knew in the spirit and we thought we had it done. And she's having this heart operation and one thing still went wrong. And we're like, no. You know, well, so anyway, you know how then the Lord led us or led Dennis to praying with someone and they called on the phone and they said, this is enough. And they prayed the prayer of agreement and Dennis got off the phone and he said, there's no reason to pray anymore. It's done. But see, the spirit of God led that way. The, the both of them were in such a knowing that as they agreed on it, as touching anything, See, that's the other part, too. It's like anything else you meditate upon and you get stronger in your heart. The same thing's true with prayer. As I've been going over that, about if any two people on earth as touching anything, as touching anything, as touching anything, as touching anything, that they agree upon asking, asking, it'll be done unto them. So I'm finding that as I'm chewing on that and meditating on that, that scripture is getting more, getting deeper in my heart. Because I think that in the past, in the church, that the prayer of agreement was done many times too flippantly. You know, if you, let's say you've got a situation and you wanted, and you're, and you're just, so you're looking for someone else, you're hoping that had more faith than you. You know, and so if you find someone that you think has more faith than you, and then let's pray the prayer of agreement, and then it's almost like, I would say instead of agreement, you probably handed it to him. You know, maybe you didn't mean to, but subconsciously, you probably handed it to him. And so I think there was times that people think, well, why didn't this happen? Well, not that we make it hard, but at the same time, do you understand, can you see how some of this, we've just been so flippant about it? Well, just agree with me on this. And see, sometimes with prayer, we're finding that it's, that it's not always more prayer. Sometimes if there's something that, that we're looking at with prayer and uh, you recognize, um, you know, let's just pray more, pray more, pray more. No, sometimes it's not more prayer. Sometimes we're finding we have to back up and we get back in the word and we get it where we get back in the word where it gets more and more settled in our hearts and then when we go back into prayer in it you're in a place of victory you know there was something that someone told us years ago that has been such a blessing to us was we were walking through a time with our son and he was in his teenage years and his whole football team, they were just great kids, but they were wild. I mean, they were always on the ice without any pads on and driving their car, you know, deer hunting, you know, into the woods and places. And 
You know, and sometimes you're on your knees and you think, oh, am I getting to be a paranoid mom? And then you find out later, like, oh, my gosh, you didn't even know half of the story. So during this time, it was like this whole group was just kind of on the wild side, it seemed like. And, uh, and so my brother was killed, um, you know, many years earlier uh, on a motorcycle accident. And so it happened to be that in this season of time, my son looked exactly like my brother. I mean, it was his picture that came out that year from school, and you would have had my brother's picture up. You, you would have thought they could have been twins. And so during this time when, when Jason wasn't being bad, he was just always doing something where you were just hoping he wasn't, you know, jumping off the hill, you know, on his skis, you know. With, and, uh, and so he had a car wreck. And uh, the car was damaged extensively. He was okay. And he, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just a brand-new driver, and he tried to drive. I tease him like his dad. His dad's an aggressive driver. And he just tried to drive like that when he was first 16. And fear came into my heart about his life. My brother's death had been so tragic. And all of a sudden, when he had that car wreck, fear got in my heart. I wouldn't have told you it was. I didn't catch it at first. But I started to realize later on, I prayed for him so much. But see, I was praying from a place of fear. And we had a guest speaker come in, and she recognized it. And she spoke to me, and she said, don't pray anymore. You're energizing that fear. And so I, I, I realized that. I got back in, and I started getting, I got scriptures. And it goes, you, do not, you never raise your children for sudden terror calamity. And that's what I found. You know, I got that scripture, and I started confessing that scripture, and I started getting that built up in my heart. And so, yes, I went back to prayer, and the Spirit, we've had such amazing testimonies of the people in our family and our children's lives being saved. So many things have happened because the Spirit alerted us. And that was supernatural by the Spirit. But this is a situation where I took the Word of God and I just started proclaiming the word of God. I got peace in my heart. And then I could go back into prayer and faith. You know, we tell people that if you know you have frustration, if you know you have judgment, if you know you have fear, you might start where that fear is there. You could pour out your heart to God, but deal with it. That's why when you have a prayer group, you know, if, when we go in and we start teaching on building prayer groups, we'll teach a session on character. Because we found you get the character and you get the doctrine, and then any amount of power can go through it, and it's safe. You know, pride, but, so pride will try to come in. Because we found that if you get a critical spirit in a prayer group, that critical spirit will get energized into the church. So that's where... Um, you know, I'm recognizing that, that with, and I, and like, hallelujah, praise God. Hmm. I have so much to give. I'm trying to figure out what's important. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. We've, we, Dennis and I know that our main calling is teaching on spirit-led prayer. We know that that's where the strongest anointing is and where the strongest call is. But, it, you know, we're finding that if, if you have new people coming in and, and, and they would, might think that the spirit-led prayer is just you're going to pray in tongues. 
and it's not. You could have spirit-led prayer and speak scriptures the whole time. You could have, it's, it's, it's just the spirit of God showing you how to pray for that time. And so the main thing is you got to check in, and you don't ever have a routine. You know, you could have something where the people could pray the, the prayers in Ephesians, the Pauline prayers over their pastors, and, and do that for six months. And, they're, and they are being spirit-led. But when anything starts just to become rote, and you will know that your flesh will want form. Your, your flesh will want structure. And spiritual people are analytic. It's, it's hard for them sometimes to let go of that structure. And your mind will want to figure everything out. It will. And so, and your flesh will have a hard time giving, you know, a priority to prayer. And your soul will want to have feelings dictate with prayer. And so the thing is, but you see, you just, you grow in these things so that whether you feel like it or don't feel like it, that you're strong in these things with prayer. So that's where I find that when we have a new group coming in, and I would even have it be spirit-led prayer, yes, we're going to come in and we're going to probably pray in tongues quite a bit, but I would never have a new group of people come in and, and we just pray in tongues. I find because what would happen is, yes, you pray in tongues in the spirit. The praying in tongues is the gateway to the rest of it. And by, by praying in tongues, many times what we're doing, we're getting sensitive to what he wants. And, so, and the thing that we're realizing, too, is that the, the, when, you, when we speak in tongues, how supernatural that is. And, and how, but, if, but if you have someone come in and they're just praying in tongues, then when they need faith, because all prayer is done in faith, when they need faith, they won't have it. And the next thing is, you have to have that word to be the compass. When you come in and you are having a spirit-led prayer, I would always have a scripture. If, 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 people, if new people were coming in, or even with us, with myself anymore, if you're going to have something that you're going to pray about, if even if you don't use that scripture, I would have a scripture for what, you're, for what you want to pray about. Let's say that someone uh, would be, let's say you're praying for the youth of the church. And it's so much more important for someone, especially as they come in new, if they have one scripture. But they have it where that scripture is truth to them. You know, I, we used to come in and we'd hand out maybe a whole list of scriptures. But I found that most of the time people get so much information that it's just one more sheet of paper to them. You know, and if, and if people coming in and they're starting to have some things of wanting to pray, or if, you, if someone calls you with a prayer request, you know, guide them this way. I would have them open up their Bibles and if they want to put it on their phone, that's fine. Or whatever they want to do. If they want to, but I'd have them open up their Bible. I'd have them underline that scripture. I'd have them look at that. And, I, and so no matter what direction you're going with things of the Spirit, you have got that scripture as your foundation. Does that make sense? And I know that sounds so simple. 
And it's probably something you would all say to even to somebody else. But I have found in, in the last months that the, even though I've heard sermons and sermons on meditating on the word, you know, and about chewing on scriptures and really getting something deep in your heart, I'm finding that the Spirit of God is having a, and flashing a light on that again so that these truths become so real in our hearts because as things get crazier out there in the world, that as we have some of these truths so solid in our hearts that when the, when the phone call comes or the prayer request comes, we're not trying to get in faith. These, so this, this year, and what, what this is, and I'll close with this, is, um, is I, I, I keep hearing the word preparation. Preparation. And not to be on a negative part, because, you know, who knows what all that is. But there's things of the Spirit, and there's truths that... It's so important, I think, that these things are grounded so much in us. You know, we have found that there were some things that we were still being echoes. We could preach it, and, and we weren't endeavoring to not have it be real in us, but we were mainly seeing what somebody else said. But when the time came to really know that you've got to stand, it's, you know, it's what you have. And, and we've, we've heard them some wonderful teachings, and, and we've been just so enjoying some things, you know, of, of, of like Brother Hagen and different ones. We've been listening to some really old sermons, and, oh, they've been so awesome. But you can tell when you hear other people, and yet when you get in the Word of God and you're meditating on that, you can tell when it goes in, can't you? And so that seems like... You would have that with spirit-led prayer. But the thing that's so amazing with that is everything's done in faith, and you can get out in the spirit, and you can get over in the spirit, and the spirit will drop on you, and that anointing will be so strong, and you will see the victory, and you'll see these things. But when you come back out of that anointing, you have to carry it. And so that's what part that when you have that worry, what you're speaking in the prayer room, and then especially if things get crazier and we see more darkness, we're going to have to have this picture in us so strong and so clear and so bright that whatever we're seeing out here, it's dim compared to what we see in the truth in our heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. it's important to realize every believer is anointed to pray. Every believer has the grace to pray. To pray. Every believer can, use, can be used mildly from God in prayer. Out of that, some might be more developed in prayer. Some might be more seasoned in prayer. But, this, but at the same time, it's so important to realize every believer's supply is so important. And God meets all of us where we're at. And it's amazing as we open up to him by the help of the Holy Spirit, what he'll bring through you and I. Yes. Not because of how much we know, because we're engaged with him. And uh, it's so important to realize every person's supply is important. Yeah. It's so important. Um, 
You know, God's a big God, and I like to say it this way. He's too big to have one or two expressions. And so he, he's going to have different expressions through all of us. And however God has you pray, how God uses you, that's where your strongest anointing is. Yes, that's what true. What I mean that is, and I have to pray like somebody else. It's learning, how do I pray with the Spirit? How do you pray with the Spirit? That's our place. You know, the, there's always this pressure of conforming. Uh, but God's not into conforming in that kind of sense. Uh, and so I say that, that, that we're, we're just free to be who we are in God. And, um, you know, watching mature men and women who trained us to pray, I watched them. I watched how they acted. I watched how they just did things. They were what I called so real. Mm-hmm. They were so down to earth, so to speak. And yet they moved so supernaturally. They moved so powerful of God. But there was nothing in their lives that drew attention to themselves. It was always about him. Well, that's a good, that's a good way to be trained. That's all about him. And Lord, I thank you. You're helping me, helping all of us to uh, advance. And so I say that. Um, for this. The things of the Spirit can be very unusual. Yes, that's good. Very unusual. Yeah. But they're not weird. And uh, now they can seem unusual to us. I don't know about that. But um, God didn't have you, doesn't have you do, quote, weird things. Okay, let me give you an example. When I mar- married our daughter and her husband, um, mm-hmm. they asked me to do this course her husband now of course that he was he was a singer and and uh, sang in the quartet so he's used to singing and so forth anointed so um and their wedding what they did um they came out and they the wedding party all faced a congregation He started singing. This is the air I breathe. What was supposed to happen, the congregation was supposed to join in the second time through. But when he started singing, God came in. Now, that did something to me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, in the I spoke some things to them by the Spirit in the wedding ceremony, but you wouldn't known it except if you're tuned in. What I mean by that is I don't want to do anything to draw attention to me. This is their day. This is God with them. And so people could just say it was just part of, the, part of the, what I had to say, but it wasn't. That's what I mean. God can use us in a way yeah. that it, it doesn't d- distract from what God wants to do. And that's what I observe with, with people like Brother Hagen, different ones that you know, so so mature in that, and here, I, I don't know, I'm learning. So you observe things, and so I thought, oh, I just had that. But see, there's some, what he had. But God used it, opened me up. Now you, we all carry things, and we can help open each other up. And another thing helps open us up. If I believe in you, that does something. Or if I don't believe in you, that does something. If I believe in you, doesn't that open you up? I don't, have to, I don't have to say I believe in you. It can be communicated, can it? Well, God, of course, definitely believes in us. 
And not everybody's going to believe in us who understand that. But especially we are the, of the family of God. Our, our love for each other is what do you have? Oh, that's good. Got anything else? Got anything else? Is that the truth? Yeah. And when I'm, I'll give you another example about believing, about working together, thinking about the, some of you know who the cathedral quartet used to be. And there's two older men um, that form the quartet, Glenn and I forget the other man's name. But anyway, they're up and they got a couple younger guys with them and wonderful quartet anointed. But I heard this one, this younger man who wasn't part of the quartet, you know how sometimes they would gather, like the gathers or a different thing, have these people sing? This young, younger man said he was singing with Glenn. And he said, I was singing things I didn't know I could sing. Yep. And he and, said the reason was because Glenn was pulling on me. Glenn was pulling on me. See, Glenn didn't care about him. Glenn was most interested in what's in this young man to get, get, get out of him. Yep. And that's what I, that's what I mean. Uh, even us working together in prayer, even us working together tonight in prayer, it's him through us. It's him working, bringing forth a, a greater supply. You know, it's one thing. The Bible says one puts a thousand and two puts 10,000. Now, when you hook up in the spirit together, it happens that way. Yep. But if, I don't, if we don't hook up the spirit, it works this way. One puts a thousand to flight, two puts a thousand to flight. It doesn't have that increase. But when we move together in the spirit, that supply that you have, that supply, just being here, just that supply, and as we release it, I tell you, mm, there's things starts starts happening, so to speak. Listen, glory to God. I tell you, glory to God. Glory to God. Because why do we come? To meet with him. Amen. Why do we come? To hear from heaven. Why do we come? Lord, what do you want to speak to us? Lord, what do you want to impart to us? Lord, how do you want to use us? Well, we're gathered tonight to pray. Glory to God and what's been happening here. Amen. This is a, a good year for the Amen. church. Amen. You can, you can ha you'll find that in any time there's a prayer group or prayer leader, it's going to be different on who's there. And so we all have different bents, and nothing's wrong with that. There's some people that if they, they're just going to hook up a lot more if it's almost all in English. And there's going to be some people who, could, who would lead, and they would lead almost all in English. Now, if we get in with a group, and there's a lot of worshipers in the group, you can tell. Because they'll, you know, let's say you're going to worship for a few minutes before you're going to pray. They'll keep pulling you towards that part with worship. And then sometimes if, you, if people are, uh, let's say they have, are they're dry, and you can tell they just haven't been with the Lord, because you do make a difference with what supply you bring. And so let's say, you know, one time I remember when I hadn't been worshiping much, and I went to prayer, and so, oh, the worship was so good, and I was being blessed, and I thought, oh, she stopped too soon. And that was, you know, I mean, I didn't say it, but inside I was thinking it. And the Lord impressed on me, Leander, why that's the problem is because you haven't been worshiping. See, then I got over in that anointing, and I wanted to stay there. And so, you, so there will be different expressions that come through any time there's a different group or there's a different leader. And that's not wrong. And it may not be your, your stirrings or your easiest bent on someone, how someone else leads. But you'll find that if you'll just hook up in faith and bring your supply, he'll be able just to maneuver that, and you'll just be able to flow like that. We tell people when we're teaching that there's not to be any, not cookie cutters, 
You know, you don't come and everyone, you know, to pray just the same way. But at the same time, you don't have lone rangers. You know, if you come in and you're having a thing with prayer like he's saying, you know, you lay down your own agenda. You lay down your own individuality. And maybe at home you would just pray a certain way. You know, and there can be some prayer groups where, uh, when, and I, where when, when, we st- when Dennis starts praying early, later, I, I imagine that tonight it will be more him leading. But at other times, there might be thing where the anointing could go from one person to another a lot more. But when he prays, sometimes he gets over. It's, some of it may be loud. And it scared Pastor Mo the first time we were in the cabin. And so, anyway, and, and it can seem pretty forceful. But, you know, but that's him. That's the anointing that's on him. And, and let me say this. Being loud does, that mean, does right. not mean you're more anointed. So I'm not even thinking that way. So you can be very soft in prayer yes. and be very anointed. So yes. uh, just however, you know, so, it comes out. So, but I, yeah. it's not, I'm not trying to do that, but uh, hallelujah. And so, he, so that's where some people, you know, if they were in a group, then they would do that. And there's maybe things that they're leading that you're, there's not so much stirrings in your heart. You know, that's what we say is prayer lives in everybody. It does. Prayer lives in everybody. Uh, they just don't know it sometimes because it's so dormant. But if you would get, if every single one of us, there, there's something that would tug on your heart. For somebody, it might be the soldiers. You might see something with the soldiers on television, and it just pricks your heart. And there might be somebody else who sees an older man in the grocery store all by himself, and your heart is just tugged. There may be somebody else who, you know, I, I have a funny one. I love truck drivers as far as, as, as a kid. You know, we didn't have games and stuff. And when we would drive, you know, we would, we would you know, and, and mom and dad were driving and you were in the back seat. We wouldn't stop waving to the truck driver, you know, till he probably couldn't see us. I mean, it was just this game that they, well, you didn't stop waving. And I find to this day, if I'm with my, our four-year-old grandson, we were going to Thanksgiving to my sisters and Brady and, and Grandma, we had this great time waving to truck drivers. And I don't know why, but just somehow I had this compassion. I can just go by a truck driver and wave to them, and I can pray for their soul. I can pray for their family. I can claim them for the kingdom. Isn't that, I don't want to say strange, but see, there's, Prayer lives in everybody. It's just getting it kindled. So just recognize that. But when you have people come in, sometimes people uh, try to be too much a lone ranger. So in other words, if, they, if people prayed a certain way at home, they want to pray that way at church in a corporate setting. But it's okay. Just, you, just, you just give up your agenda in that respect, on how you pray, and you hook up, and you will be amazed how the anointing will just take you with that. We will go to places, and somebody will say, I usually can't pray but a few minutes. But because of that, that's another thing with the corporate faith and that corporate anointing, you don't want to make it a substitute for people, but sometimes it can really get, because of the corporate faith that's there, the corporate sharpening, it can sometimes get things alive in people that they didn't know was there. Or there can be deposits that are put in people. You know, you may be at corporate prayer, and you may think, I don't know if I gave anything. Or I don't know if, if, there, if it was really that important I was there. And then later in the week, 
all of a sudden there'll be some stirring with something or there'll be an increase with something that came in your heart and you'll look back and you'll go, ha, ah, I realize, you know, that came with corporate prayer. And another thing is sometimes when if somebody else has just maybe they're, they're, more, they're just more confident in another river of God. And, and so, and they, maybe the Lord has used him in that way, and they prayed in that way with God. But that's not something that's comfortable for you. Well, see, you can hook up like any other area when somebody is more maybe just at, you know, is skilled in that. You can hook up with them and just release your faith with them. And, and you, can, you will find that as you do that, it will be easy for you to flow with that. Where maybe... If you were by yourself, that would still be harder. Because I will find that, and maybe there's stirrings in other people's hearts that aren't as strong as yours, but you'll find as we pray, maybe like with Dennis, when we were in Duluth, he would always want to pray for the government. And he'd have that so strong on his heart. And I'm, I'm ready to pray for the government for about three minutes. Then let's go on. Let's pray. I'm in the children's ministry. Don't you know the, the children's ministry? You know, and we'd pray, and I'd be going... Uh, uh, come on, Dennis, let's pray about the teens. And he'd be still in the government. But do you know, because we'd have those times, that after a while the government got stronger in my heart? It's amazing what can happen with us as we get into these places of things in the Spirit. Hmm. Amen. Because like, some of this that is happening with the different flows of prayer is, um, and I, if this would be, if this would be it. Um, you, you know, the, I think sometimes we forget when we even first came into a church that was spirit-filled um, that, I don't know about you, but the first time you came in and people were raising their hands or hugging everybody. You know, did you run to the bathroom until that time was over, you know, just... And so when you first would come in, or the first time you ever got slain in the Spirit, you know, people were telling stories, uh, one of the last churches we were at, and it's so amazing how God worked with so many of us. You know, when we were at a Francis Hunter meeting, and she said, any of you that are Methodists and never been slain in the Spirit, come up here. Well, I didn't have a clue what slaying the spirit was, but I knew I was Methodist, you know. <laughs> and so we came, we, went, we went up, I went up, and, and they touched me, and I, I fell on the floor. Well, if I had just seen that, I would have thought they pushed them. I would have thought, they're making that up. That, that's make-believe. But when you're the Methodist and you're laying on the floor, I knew it was real. And so there's these things that, that we get into these places with prayer where maybe your comfort would, would be just here. But, and, but, but we always tell people, check in down here. Because the next thing is there are some flaky things. And it's too bad because there's lots of things of travail and intercession that have got to come back. But because of some of the flaky things, you know, that's the old saying of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But some of these things, they are so important. But we tell people, but don't override the red flags either. You know, if you're in a group and you're going, you know, and you're getting the red flags, don't override that. But check. But the next thing is, if you're in some things and your head is kind of trying to fight with it, check your heart. Because I believe that, that, uh, that we've had to do this with, with Robin. He has helped us so much stretch. 
You know, and he'll say something, and we'll go, really? And then we'll check down here, and we'll go, ah, you're right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we just all stand? Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, so we're just going to start praying. Now, you don't have to remain standing. I know you've been sitting for a while. So, you know, sit, stand, walk, whatever that feels good to you. So, Father, we just thank you. We just thank you, Father, for this time tonight. We thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, which you've already been doing uh, with everybody. You've been doing with all of us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and give glory, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, and we can just move together. Now, Father, we help us, Lord. We just rise up as one, so to speak, in the Spirit. We move as one tonight. In yes. Jesus' yes. name, I yes. thank you, Lord. Yes. We speak as one. I thank you, Lord, what you want us to pray out, what you want to do, Father. I thank you by the Spirit. We just thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. If, if some of you want to come out of your you, seats and come up closer or whatever, feel free. Thank feel you, free to do thank whatever you, you want to do to feel yes, just, like just, you're hooking up more. Thank you, thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Father, we thank you for what you've begun in this church, yes. in, in this realm of prayer. We thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Father. We lift this up, yes. Lord. We lift up what you want to do yes. among us, Lord. We lift this up, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you every Every lie, every lie that has stopped people from knowing what it's like to, to pray, to what it is like to fellowship with you. Every lie. Father, we thank you that open eyes, opening eyes, Lord, opening eyes, Lord, to see the lies. I thank you, Lord, in this, in this body, Lord, we lift this up. There's an opening of our spiritual eyes, our opening of our spiritual eyes to see the lies. Thank you, Lord. Thank Father, you, Lord. I thank, thank you that you, lies are being yes. exposed, yes. things that we believe that have gotten us stuck. Lord, I thank you that in the thank name you. of thank Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Combreca da celarota, brequita masokiota, halebreito masombreca diacroken da brasitia, open maracatala, open marcotista, open macetorosipia, brequisombrecota la sombre epatala, cosipandole pecho, telebreco domasiato, repacho breca tamasico dosatio rosita masotia. Oh, Samatia Losa, break and dosi break that. A becasioto, a break dosia, a break dosia, dosingiata, some break dosia, some break dosia, some break dosia, and desucoriata, a doki and desodosa, and break a lipa tasto, and break a dila sasto, and break and dila sasto, horesi bicchiasto. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Condalasipa. Open my sight, opening eyes, Lord. Cambreto celebrate the bandoleta. Arrest the bancotia prestio. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Condalasipre. Open my seat, open my seat, open my seat, open my seat. Open my sea, and that's so great, but the great, great, condasireto, sia. Open my tia setia. Thank you, Father. Condresa batole catiato. Do sembre ta sombre ta baseto, rebreca do siki and do siata. Thank you, Father. Condelese preta. Thank you, Father. Cobreca do brecadisa. Do simbre cata sombre pacata, bacita breconamasiata. Thank you, Father. Cambreco de la simbreto. Sambreco tamasito. Sambreco tamasito. Sambreco. Tamasito, San Breco Tamasisto, San Breco Tamasisto, Ricando Selechiasta, Holy Masoreta. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Combreca de la Socheresta. 
Thank you, Father. Kondresipata. Thank you, Father. Kondolese breka. Dosimbre katata. Zombreka tia salabreto. Ha dosimbreko. Domasika da kondosea. Andi sodotia. Andi sidiota. Sandi ato. Sandi ato. Singieto. Sambretisia. Dombreso. Dombrasia. Sombrasia. Kandresipio. Toresipia. Ha. Ha do la clamasito. Clamasitio. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Combreca de la so dalimetio. Ambreca de la soromita. Thank you, Father. Condelecima. Open Amaraso. Open Marquisa Breca. Open Apacito. Open Apacito. From other churches here. Most of us from this congregation understand this. But I, but, I, but I thank you, Lord. There's a coming forth of every member in this body yes. and the others. There's such a coming forth in Jesus' name. I thank you for in place and in position. For in place and position, Lord. You're working, you're working. I thank you, Lord. Come you have, to have yes. a fresh yes. hunger and a fresh thirst for yes. you. Yes, and yes, yes. Hunger yes. 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 Hunger. Oh, I thank you. There's a fresh a stirring, Lord. Lord, you have us to come into. Yes. 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 Open our seat. Open our kiss. Yes. 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 Thank you, Father. For preparations of our heart. Yes. Preparations of our mind. Preparations. Greater. 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 Thank you, Lord. Come and see what I come back to the cap. I'm going to break up. Thank you, Father. Lord, get open up. Yes, 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 open up, open up, open up, come break it, more and more, more and more, more, yes, 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 walls, yes, coming down, walls coming down, walls coming down, walls coming down, walls coming down. Kosha breaka de la sobre matia, remetiso. Kosiba kosi brisi. Freed up. Freed up. Freed up. Freed up. Freed up. Kobreka de la sombre. Kosiba andola kepiato. Moving. Apacir kosh moving. Yes. Moving, moving. Thank you, Lord. And we and we make room for you, so to speak. And we give room for you. And we give room for the Holy Ghost. We make room for the Holy Ghost. Not so to speak, just in church. But I thank you, Lord. Every day, every hour. As we go about our natural lives, I thank you, Lord. Walk things out and yet move with you. Walk things out in the natural, do the things that you do, but I thank you, Father, to, to, to flow with you. So I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Your heart was, Lord. Every day, every day, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you for such divine order. In our lives, for, for such divine order in our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How your help was, Lord, to come on up. Yes. Come on up. Come on up. Yes, yes, yes. Come on up. Yes, yes. Jesus' name. Coming up. Oh, I thank you, Father. You're so helping us. You're showing us. You're revealing things to us. I think it's such an illumination. Such an illumination. Yes, yes, yes. Truth. Truth, we, we, truth, we believe truth. We together that we're all with the right people. Yes, yes, yes. Doing the right thing. Yes, yes, yes. At the right time, doing the right thing. Thank you, Lord. Capacico. Yes, yes, yes. Connected with the lost. Connecting, connections with the lost. Yes, yes, yeah. Connecting the connecting. Yes, with the lost. Cobacita, cabreco, dosilerenda, openacica de. Yes, apacochela. Oh, we're, we're expecting. Ha! Ho! Expecting. Expectation. Our steps are ordered. Our steps are ordered. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, what's been stuck gets unstuck. What's been stuck gets unstuck. Oh, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. The love of God flows out. The goodness of God flows out. The power of God flows out. Oh, we're not stuck, Lord, in this church. We're not stuck, Lord. We're not stuck in the name of Jesus. Not in any area, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We're not stuck. The world's mindsets do not rule us. Oh, we're not stuck. Hallelujah. There's a freedom. There's a new freedom. There's a new freedom in the name of Jesus. Not stuck. Ha ha. And what needs to get untied, so to speak? Oh, not untied gets untied. Where where lives have got encumbered with too many things. It gets untied. Ha. Untied. Loosed. Loosed. To run. To run. To run. Hallelujah. Raise to God. Praise to God. Oh, unstuck 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 there's a flowing there's a flowing out there's a flowing out there's a flowing out Yes. 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 It's such a new awareness. Yes. Well, I need to be about this. I need to be about this. I need to lay this down. I need to pick yes. this up. Yes. Oh, and yes. Say, oh, yes. I strength. Say, I sense there's a change. Yeah, I, I sense, there's, sense a there's a change. Oh, a I sense thing. there's a change. I I change. Oh, there's a change. There's a change. Oh, precati bosakia, they change. Yes. Changes, change you want to bring. I celebrate the celebrate. Open a kiss. You, oh, we open, love, Lord. We open up. Oh, you, we open up, Lord. We open, Lord. We open, we open up, Lord. We open up, Lord. We open up. We open up our minds, Lord. We open up our hearts. We open up, Lord. We open up, Lord. We open up. We open up greater, Lord. We open up into a greater measure. Oh, we open up. Let's say this. I'm moving with heaven this year. Okay. I move of heaven this year. I, I move with heaven this year. I cooperate with heaven this year. I cooperate with heaven this year. The reason I can cooperate. The reason I can cooperate. Because he's helping me. Because he's helping me. He's revealing unto me. He's revealing unto he's me. He's showing me. He's showing me. How to cooperate. I cooperate. With him. With him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're such a great help. You're such a great help. Unto me. Unto me. Unto us. Unto us. And we thank you, Lord. And we thank you, we Lord. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You know, here's a, I, I heard this phrase, I don't know if it was a song or something, heaven's moving in. I thought, that's good, but I started saying to myself, I'm moving in. What do you mean? I'm responding to heaven. I'm responding, responding to him. Yeah, responding. I'm not waiting. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, the responding. I'm responding. responding. We're responding. Well, We're you responding. are responding because you showed up tonight. We're responding. Glory to God. You responding. are. Hallelujah. We, we need, I understand people couldn't yeah. come. Other things going on. So that's, but, but let's lift up this about yes. the responding. Yes. About the responding. The responding. Let's yes. lift this up. The responding. The responding. Hallelujah. I, I heard someone say, if God feel, if God seems distant from you, it may be, um, how much are you responding to him? And sometimes it almost like has to be something to help us start with responding. Responding. In the, in the, in w- and, of course, we're praying mainly for this body, but they're b- responding. Lord, help us to even recognize if we're not responding back. Sometimes you have to stir up that communication, that responding. We lift this up, Father, yeah, about the responding. Oh, that there, we start, to, we're responding yes, to you. you so, sometimes, Lord, you're endeavoring to speak to us. You're endeavoring to move with us, and we're not responding yeah. back. 
I thank you. Our eyes are open to that, Lord. Yes, open. I lift this up. But see, now this is where I'm going to have pray in tongues because you know there's something there, but you know your English is too limited about the responding. Lord, you, only you know, Lord. You know what's stopping the responding. We lift, I lift up every child. I lift up every youth. We, I lift up every adult in this body. Oh, Father God, there would be that responding, responding to your love. Responding to your truth. Responding to you. Responding. Responding. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. For that, Father, I pray for strength for right choices to respond. I pray for strength for right choices to respond. Responding to God. Responding to God. Father, I thank you there's wooing in people's hearts. There's wooing, Lord, that's taking place in people's hearts. There's drawings that are taking place in people's hearts. I pray about the response. I pray about the response. And for some, they must not put it off any longer. They must not. They must not. I thank you, Lord. They must not. There's a greater releasing of every person's supply. There's a greater releasing of everybody's supply. Such a supply, such a supply to be released, to be released. I think it coming forth, such a releasing in yeah, Jesus' yeah. name. Such a releasing in yeah. Jesus' name. Oh, my. That's, what's, what's, that, what's that? Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the Holy Ghost is so wonderful. He helps, he helps, he helps. I tell you, he helps, he helps. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're so helping us. You're so helping us to get it. Where we don't get it, you help us to get it. I thank you. There's such a releasing. There's such a releasing. Ah, thank you. It's like, it's like new men in town. It's like new women in town. It's like a new new congregation in town, so to speak. New, new, new. Hallelujah. I tell you, the old's out and the new's in. The old's out and the new's in. The old's out and the new is in. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Lord's having his way. You know, everything from heaven is always hot. Everything from heaven is always fresh. If my heart is hot towards Jesus, I'm going to have hot prayers. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Your house to be hot for you. I'd be hot, hot, hot. Thank you, Lord. For thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I so thank you, Father, for that those releasings, those releasings, uh, supplies, supplies, supplies being so released. Thank you, Father, for the supplies of the Spirit through every member, every member. I said, someone had a piece on this about okay. this uh, with with about this with uh, about this trust. With God. You know, when 2-11 was closing, we were doing a New Year's Eve service, and this impression came up in my heart to declare he was good. And I thought, you know, we've, that's another one of those things that can be said so much. He's good. It gets to be like a cliche. And I felt this really strong in my heart, you know, right? so I got up and declared, as, as the last moments of 2011 was declaring, God, you're good. And when 2012 started... The same thing happened. The very first thing to come out of my mouth, I felt impressed with the Lord, was to say, you know, you're good. You're good. And when we were ministering last Sunday in a church, on the way there, you know, I said, Darren, you're going to greet the people, and Dennis is going to preach. And so, you know, you're coming into a brand-new group of people. You want to just touch. You're just trying to find the, the things that are going to touch their heart. You only have a few seconds to speak to them. And this came up to share with them about God's being good. You know, no one's been lied about more than God. No one. Anytime you've been lied about in your life, no one's been lied about like God. 
And, when, and the big lie that's always been since the garden is, is he's good. It's the biggest lie that's going on on the earth right now. He's good. And so we got there, and I, and I, and I had wrestled with it some. Every song that the worship team did was about, I declare you're good. You're so good. You're so good. All week long, we talked about good. And then we went leading prayer in our home church Monday night. Oh, I'm sorry, the other person that introduced us said that the Lord had told them, I'm sorry, so this was the Sunday after this, the person who got up to introduce us said, the Lord had told them, and they'd made a covenant in their heart to do good. They'd made a covenant in their heart to do good. And I thought, you know, but doing good, if there's any church that I know of that's done good, it's been this church. I've seen you do good here. I've seen you do good all the world. But I realized part of it's not just going to be handing out food. It's going to be anything of God that's good being poured out. The Spirit's been praying out that his goodness would be poured out of the church. That's very vital this year, that his goodness is poured. His goodness is poured, and his goodness can't be poured if his goodness is not known. And that's the reason I, one of the things I think is a real key here with trust. People sometimes marry the wrong person, even though the Lord's telling them not to marry him because they can't quite trust that he has the best one. They can't quite tithe or whatever of the trust about him being good. So I believe that there's something here, too, that you guys, we can all lift up. There's something about him being his goodness known. Again, it's going to be revelation. His goodness known. His goodness and that trust. Dennis has done a teaching. Did you want to share that, honey, in Psalms uh, 27? You know, David said this. I would have quit. I would have given up. I would have just not continued on if I hadn't believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, as I thought about that scripture, what that said to me, nothing in the natural said God was good. We had to press past all the natural. Because, you know, anyone was, was, you know, was speaking to him, God doesn't care, God's not good. But even though David had a track record knowing God was good, yeah. when he was a shepherd, he learned about the goodness of God. He saw the goodness of God come forth, helping kill that lion, helping kill that bear, helping kill, oh, Goliath, you're next. But he ran into a situation that was so big, it seemed like, it's not good. God's not good. Well, Saul was trying to kill him. Yeah, and so he said, Lord, yeah. I believe to see your goodness now in the land of living. But he said, I would have quit if I hadn't believed. I would have quit. And, and so I say that there's things, circumstances that can scream to us. God doesn't care. God's not good. No, wait a minute. I may not look like that way, but, you know, James says every good gift cometh down from the Father of lights. That's the only thing that can come down from him is good. All that can come from him is good. So that means goodness of God in every realm. Financial realm, health realm, relationships, every area. God is so good. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. If I, here's one thing I guess with that. <laughs> I, yeah. If I realize how good God is, I can trust him with my whole life. I can trust him with all my decisions. Oh, God's got a better plan for me. But I want to do this. 
And I said, that's not it. Oh. But if I don't realize he's good, yeah. oh, but I think this is the best thing for me. But if I understand he's good, I'm willing to let go of that, even though it may not be easy, I can let go of that, knowing my God's so good. He's not withholding anything from me. It'll be so much better to go with him. It'll be so much better if, I was, if I'm a person who wants to get married and the, and the Lord's impressing, not that one. Oh, I don't know, Lord. It sure looks good. Sure, sure looks good to me. If I understand his goodness, I can see, I can leave that knowing that he's got something better. Not a downgrade, <laughs> an upgrade. Because that's what we think. And people think, well, yeah, but I'll, okay, I'll give it up and like, okay. No. Okay. It's almost like it's been a greater revelation. Yeah. You know, I found that, that as the week went on and I would say it, you know, because I, I, believe, I believe that I do have a, a pretty good revelation of it because I was one of those that grew up that even though we didn't have a lot of things with God in the house, we, we prayed every meal, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. And I thought, even though that prayer was prayed in a rote, I said that prayer every day of my life growing up, sometimes three times a day, God, you're good. And I think there's something even on that about when you start to say, God, you're good. God, you're good. God, you're good. Somehow it even starts reinforcing, you know, something in our hearts and releasing that. You know, it says in Hebrews 11:6, you know, it says that you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I think it blesses his heart because he's good when we even say that he's good. And that's what will touch the lost, don't you? Th I, I think it is, don't you? It's, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, Knox Taylor translation says this, Hebrews eleven six. Nobody ever reaches God's presence until he's learned to believe. Believe God exists, and that he reveals himself to those who sincerely look for him. Isn't that good? Who reveals himself. God wants to reveal himself. He wants to. He just, we just have to be over there in the realm where, he, where he's at, so to speak. Like we started tonight. Now, as we were praying, did not you all get different things, too, as we are praying tonight? Just raise your hand. You, you saw some things, too. Yeah. Yeah, do even if you didn't Hallelujah. know. <laughs> well, that's it. In corporate prayer, you, you'll get things too um, that as we're praying, that Lord is, is all stirring in you or showing you. Hallelujah. Well, or, you, or you even know it later. Or you even know it later, yeah. like you shared, shared earlier. So, I, I um, want to leave a, a scripture with you. I believe a scripture, this is for part of this with the church. In Psalms 18, 28, and 29. I used to, this is one of those scriptures I confessed for a long time, and I thought it was great, but I didn't really understand it. You know, have you ever had scriptures that just sound so great, and, and you know there's truth to them? And of course, then you realize even now, anytime you get revelation, there's always more revelation to get of it. But it says, you cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine, the Lord my God, who illumines, illumines my darkness. For by you, I can run through a troop, and by my God, I can leap over a wall. And I, and, and I heard someone say that every breakthrough is a breakthrough in revelation. Every breakthrough we get in life is a breakthrough in revelation. 
And so I confess this over the church, this church, that any area with prayer, with any area where people have, they like, it's like you, they hit a wall. But through illumination, through illumination of the Lord, of who he is, illumination, then you can come to that same wall and you can leap over it. You can go run through that enemy when you have that illumination. When, you have, when, when the light comes in and we see any area, then whatever wall that had us stopped won't stop us now. And so, of course, I'm, I know my heart's mainly for the parts with prayer. But that, of course, that's just one piece of it. And I'm, and I'm believing this for my own life, too. Lord, any area that I haven't even realized that has still got me stuck, I thank you for the light. There's, when we've had people, when they're going to go, maybe they're the doctors and they can't find out what's wrong. Psalms 112 says that, says that light arises in the darkness for the righteous. Light arises in the darkness. And this one says, For you, Lord, cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine. And the Lord my God illumines my darkness. For by you I run through a troop, and by my God I leap over a wall. So I confess the scripture over this church that any wall that's tried to be here that would stop what God has for the purpose of it, the illumination comes, the light comes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're, we're, just, we're going to stop. Hallelujah. So, praise God. We just, uh, you know, appreciate you all coming out tonight. And uh, I know people are busy. Yeah. I, we know that. And yet, for you to take time yes. to, hey, God, we're going to meet with you. That's what this year is going to require, in a sense. Not, not, a, not a, a duty thing. But I've learned to follow God most of the time is not convenient. It's not convenient, so to speak. So I'm sure coming tonight was not so convenient. But your desire for God, your desire to, Lord, I, I, I've got to meet with you, so to speak. I've got to do that. Uh, that's, it's those kind of things in our hearts. And, you know, it's by, we gather at times and there's other times we don't. We gather at times while he's calling, he's calling, he's calling, he's calling. Hear the call, hear the call. No, it's him calling. Well, that's the freedom of the spirit. Uh, there's people who couldn't be here tonight. They're scheduled or whatever. You know, God understands that. We understand that. It's just, we can just flow with him and yet we respond to him. Oh, it's time to show up. Lord, I'm there. Does that make sense? He's calling. He's calling. So there, there are going to be times of his calling. And sometimes it's going to be through the pastor going to say some things. One thing I've learned there's some things I'll never get from heaven except through a pastor or through a, another fivefold gift. It's God's design. It's God's design. There's some things I only will get through a God called, God appointed, God anointed man of God or woman of God. I will get it directly. Some things. I don't care how much I study. I, I prepare myself. You, I'm sure you study. You hear from heaven. But even so, hearing from heaven. If I don't have a pastor, which we do, there's some things I will never get to me. Because God's designed. He said, I've sat in the church. I've sat in the church. I've sat in the church. God's designed. So it doesn't matter, so to speak, how anointed I become, you know, or whatever. I mean, I don't think that way, but I'm just saying, speaking naturally, regardless of how much I, so to speak, hear from heaven, 
If I don't submit myself to men and women of God, who God said I've sent in the church, I'm going to miss some very important things at times. can come back. Because the power of love prayed through a man opened up the way for the opening for his hand. His hand to move, his hand to touch. God's going to use this in supernatural ways this year. Yes. Remember what Mark 16 said, these signs, all believers, like someone said, a believer's ministry is a sign ministry. A believer's ministry is a sign ministry. Remember when, when uh, Peter and John went to the hour of prayer and the man was crippled there? What brought that man up? It was the name of Jesus. It wasn't any special anointing, was it? Well, as a believer, I can use the name. You can use the name. In the name, you arrive. In the name, hallelujah. Praise God. So, uh, thank you all. Tomorrow night, we're going to be in Menominee's. Ministering uh, on prayer and praying with pastors Paul and Dana. Start at 7 o'clock. Hallelujah. So, Pastor John, thank you again. And uh, praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, during the time of prayer, I, I heard something. I heard we're supposed to receive an offering. So.